the Glenn Beck program. Oh my. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. President Joe Biden's White House communications staff has emphasized the importance of truth, transparency, and the trust in the opening days of his presidency as they resume regular press briefings and distance themselves from the combative style of the Trump administration. So when Press Secretary Jen Psaki began her briefing on Monday by announcing that American Sign Language interpreters would now be present in all White House news briefings, many deaf and hard-of-hearing Americans celebrated this historic first. But it turns out that the first ASL interpreter chosen was not such a change from the previous administration after all. Time Magazine was there to expose the witchcraft that was happening on Monday in the White House. And the witch? She's with us. I pray to the little doll that I found in the woods that nothing evil will bewitch us when we talk to her. But she's out on her own now, and she's mad. And she could make me do or say anything she wants. God only knows what she'll be doing with her hands during this interview. Luckily, the Biden administration, through Time Magazine, rooted her out, found out who she really was, and now she can't find a job. (laughs) We'll see if she sinks to the bottom of the lake or if the witch floats in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So it's the final week for Chamonix's Valentine's Day sale. You only got a few more days to get the brand new Zotique Deep Correcting Serum for free when you order GenuCell for bags and puffiness. With Zotique, you're going to kick adult acne, redness, and stress breakouts to the curb. While saying hello to increased firmness and smoothness, you're going to be a visibly younger you. Why not? Embrace that. My wife, my mom, they've been using Chamonix products for a while now. They both love them. Zotique Deep Correcting Serum combines the purest vitamin C with brightening benefits of lactic acid for a younger, healthier, happier looking appearance. And with its immediate effects, you're going to see results in 12 hours or less. Now, Chamonix says, okay, you might be a little bit skeptical of that claim. I can understand it. Well, how about we give you your money back guaranteed if you don't fall in love with it? 800-577-8709 or genucel.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. From now till Valentine's Day, you can get the classic Genucel jawline treatment and the luxurious Genucel anti-wrinkle moisturizer free with your order. Every order gets upgraded to free priority shipping. Don't wait. Order now. 800-577-8709. It's a great gift. Genucel.com. G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. Okay. All right, we're going into a dangerous situation now. We're going to talk to this woman, if you could even call her that, who has been at the White House interpreting for Donald Trump. And I want to just give you the news out front so you know the evil that we are dealing with. Time Magazine reports that she she translated for hands of lit we need more spooky music that was i mean that really kind of we're talking about a witch 
the hands of liberty she actually interpreted some of the videos and while the group frequently according to time magazine frequently solicits requests from the public the vast majority of videos it has chosen to interpret with the notable exception of the recent white house press conferences are right wing or pro trump in their sentiment john henner was interviewed by time magazine as a thank you see it's much scarier now isn't it john henner an assistant professor at the university of north carolina greensboro who studies asl and is deaf himself said in an email i was honestly surprised for me it would be problematic for someone who has aligned herself with alt-right discourses to be the public face of the white house for the deaf communities and people who are curious about ASL. I don't know about you, Stu, but I, I've come out as ASL curious myself, and uh, I will not hear any of the hate speech because I am ASL curious. Sure. <clears throat> so be careful. Be careful. We're going to have somebody on who has a different point of view. Uh, than half the country, uh, but we're going to do it anyway. We're going into the darkness to see what we can get out of Heather Mewshaw, professional sign language interpreter and in league with the devil. Hello, Heather. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Hi, Glenn Beck. Thanks for having me. I think <laughs> we're so evil that we would interpret a video about Operation Underground Railroad with oh Tim my. Ballard and oh he my. actually mentioned you. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So you did that interpretation. Why would that organization associate themselves with somebody who worked in the Trump White House? I don't know. Human trafficking obviously isn't an issue, right? Yeah. So, Heather, um, tell me about tell me about yourself. And, you know, are you a are you an extremist that wanted to storm and kill all the congressmen yourself? Absolutely not. Um, I'm just a regular American, just like anyone else. I'm a mom. I have four kids. I'm, I work. M- my husband has a job. We're just trying to live the American dream, as everybody says. And I've been an interpreter for 21 years, certified with the Registry of Interpreters for the Deaf, which is a credentialing system that kind of gives you a seal of approval so people know what they're getting when they hire an interpreter. We ha- we're all required to meet a minimum standard. And I've worked in the D.C. area my whole career, and I've worked in a variety of settings. I mean, you name it, I've been there. Um, So I have a lot of experience, and I'm trained to be neutral. So all this talk about perceptions of individuals and so forth, I mean, at the end of the day, I worked at the White House for six briefings, and I've proven myself to be a professional in every aspect of the word. Notice how good she is at her witchcraft. She sounds reasonable, but don't let that fool you. Um, So, uh, uh, Heather, um, tell me what happened and, uh, you know, how you found out that Time magazine had done this this expose on you. Well, um, obviously, I I went and did my job. The White House called me and I, I came in and interpreted the briefing. And I, in my mind, I'm thinking the White House is a neutral entity. They're there to convey information. The press is there to ask questions. And at the, at the end of the day, the deaf community wanted this access. They fought for it and they got it. And since I had been there five times previously, I already knew where to go, what to do, 
yada, yada, yada. So it was just like, here we go. And, and was um, everybody kind to you? And I mean, when when Jen Pisaki or Saki, uh, I only say the P. Do you translate when you say her name? Do you translate it a silent P or that's a different story? Um, <laughs> she um, when she said and we're now going to carry uh, and this is our translator for today. Everything was fine with all of you guys. I mean, every, you were you were fine. Nobody said anything beforehand or anything. Right. Or did they? Yeah, I, I, everything was great. I mean, I. The, the um, staff was like, we can't wait to see you. We're going to be watching you. We're going to be rooting for you. I mean, it was a very positive. It is a very positive environment. Um, so I never got any negative flack. And it wasn't until after I got home and I started looking at social media and a prominent deaf person in our community named Niall DeMarco, who's like a celebrity. He was on Dancing with the Stars and so forth. And he's a huge advocate about um, language deprivation in the deaf community. Like he doesn't want people to go without language but yet he um retweeted this mr henner's tweet um and it just went crazy and, and a lot of was, people wanted and, to cancel me and what was mr henner's tweet he he made a tweet it was like a it was like a thread and it was like gather around folks here's this interpreter and here she is wearing a trump hat and a trump pence t-shirt and she's interpreting and it and he never said my name but it caused people to dox me it caused people to start sending me hate emails because they found my professional website and my email address was on there. And uh, I ended up having to tell my contact at the White House that, you know what, I probably shouldn't come back right now um, because of the mob. So so they didn't they didn't say you're out. Uh, no. You called and said, I can't do it. Right. OK, well, that's good news. Do you think you're going to be invited back? I, I think that if I did, if they did invite me back, that it would have to, there would have to be a discussion and they, they might have to come out with some sort of statement or something because right now I think it would be too controversial and it would just to take away from the intent of why the interpreter is even there in the first place. So, but isn't that one of the things that a White House should do is to say look she, she she's doing her job she's never interpreted it incorrectly and this is information that everybody should have do you think they should stand by you or they should just move on it's a good question i i, I don't know I, I i feel like they have um they have a lot of bigger things on their plate right now than to deal with this so i i really don't know the answer to that question Holy cow, are you kind? Um, <clears throat> uh, but that's the way witches are. <laughs> that's the way witches will do. You notice she didn't say one of her children's name was Damien. <laughs> so, uh, <clears throat> and she'd probably deny it if I asked her if that was her son's probably. Name. Yeah. Um, uh, so, tell me one one last thing: the idea of of you being an extremist. Because you translated these things and you voted for Trump, uh, Time magazine says that, uh, you know, it is that you are a Trump supporter and that you have done interpretation for or interpreting for uh, right wing political things, uh, which none of those <clears throat> none of those are illegal or immoral. Um you say that this is all this is all started with you because you have deaf parents. 
and this it means more than politics to you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to have discussions with my parents when they don't have the same access to information uh, that I do. So whether it's news clips on on the internet or a radio show like yours or whatever. Um, it's like I'm constantly having to explain things or whatnot. And then one of my colleagues who's deaf was like, you know what? I just want to get access to the other side of the story. Like I get a lot of the, the left liberal side, but I don't hear a lot about the conservative side. And uh, the, big, the biggest push that he said was like, we just need somebody to just give us the access, someone to help us get the access. And over the summer with COVID shutdowns and everything, a lot of people were isolated, especially the deaf community when they're used to being together and communicating, they were home. And so with the riots and the protests, there were a lot of TikToks and live videos that were being posted on social media and they're not accessible. And so he asked me to help out. And I thought, well, this is a noble cause. I mean, I'm a conservative. I could help out. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be skewing the message or anything. So he started this group, my colleague, hands of liberty and we just took requests from the deaf community and they request things they like Terrence williams they requested tim ballard's videos they would request uh trump rally videos wow. i mean just, you name it they would request that so you guys didn't you guys didn't put out a list you just requested what the the community wanted right right and we would accommodate them so we did do that big um frontline doctors video with with stella Emanuel and Dr. Simone Gold at the um, at the um, Supreme Court that happened last summer. Yeah, okay. And that was a huge video, right? Like it went viral. Like YouTube kept taking it down, Facebook kept taking it down. They kept putting it back up, and the deaf people didn't have access to that because, of course, the networks weren't going to show it. So there wasn't closed captioning access like you would have on TV. So we were like, okay, we'll interpret it, and we started getting strikes on our pages and our YouTube channel got taken down eventually because we were interpreting is misinformation per se, which is what this so, time article talked about too. And it's like, well, you know what? Like it's on the internet. So if a person like you and I can just click a button and listen to it real quick and make our own assumption, why can't a deaf person do the same thing? So it's really, it's, I mean, it goes again to who has a right to tell you what to watch and not watch except you know hearing people um they are enabled to listen to anything and they can hear it but deaf people they're watching a video and unless they can read lips and unless it's it's really clear they they can't get the information so they can't say that's ridiculous or i believe in that they they can't make a judgment they have to trust other people do i have that right Right, right. And then they have to read the comments or and kind of see what people say. And you know how comments are. They just yeah. evolve into craziness. So there's no real um, information there. And then all they go off is the views. So a lot of deaf people say, well, this got like 700,000 views, but I can't access it. But it's popular. Or their cousin sends them a video on Messenger and they're like, well, I don't know what they said. Um, so this allows them to have that dialogue with their friends, with their family, just like we do. Like we start, we're like, look at this crazy video. Um, and it's, it's just one way to get them accessibility and it's protected under the American with disabilities act. If they request it, they're supposed to have it. And then because I'm working as an advocate for them, I'm also protected. So, um, it's just unfortunate that people get triggered by the hat because, um, when I wore it, I wore it for a specific video, which is 
when he was dancing, it was a compilation of him dancing to the YMCA. And a lot mm-hmm. of deaf people didn't even know that he did that because the news channels didn't show that and they don't hear music. So they don't really associate it. They just might have seen random clips of him dancing and they're like, oh, OK. But I think after interpreting the requested video, they were like, oh, wow, like this was a phenomenon, like it took off. And now I understand why there were TikToks of people mimicking him. So it's just they're tr- they just want to be part of the culture. Um, and a lot of it is online now. So, wow, that's evil. Um, uh, <laughs> Heather, uh, we'd like to hire you for the day. We'd like you to translate the radio show. Would you do that? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'll, I'll put you, uh, I'll, I'll put you in touch with our producer and then, uh, maybe you can translate, uh, tomorrow and you can do it from home because we are COVID compliant here. Uh, oh, right. and so, uh, we'll just put you in a little box and you can uh, translate tomorrow which I'm going to come up with a whole bunch of really <laughs> difficult words uh, tomorrow. I, I think I can handle it. I've worked for rocket engineers, so I think I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, but um, you haven't heard me yeah. mispronounce those difficult words. So <laughs> you're in for a, a, a whole new experience. Heather, thank you so much, and we'll, uh, we'll talk to you probably tomorrow. Thank you. Okay, thank you. God bless. Thank you so much. I had to say things like the being nice and stuff because I was afraid she would put a hex on me. Did you hear what she was saying about people have a right to hear things? Oh, my gosh. That sounds bad. Gosh. Plus, you never know when she's putting a hex on you because you don't know sign language. Exactly right. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. And you notice she she, I mean, she is. Well, I I don't I'll talk more about it tomorrow. Let me tell you about (laughs) let me tell you about uh, LifeLock. LifeLock, uh, the internet is a huge place, and LifeLock knows that. You'd be amazed how many items which make up your personal identity are just floating around in cyberspace, waiting for some criminal to come along and take them. And they collect pieces, and they put this whole puzzle together. Keeping track of all of those pieces is nearly impossible. But that's why LifeLock is there, to help you keep as much of it possible out of the uh, cyber criminals hands you you can't do this on your own lifelock has been there from the very beginning of i remember when they had your social security card somebody and i was like dude you got yours on a bus i don't really care who's going to steal my social security card remember that back in the early 90s now holy cow it's a good thing that they are on the on the watch they can't they can't prevent all identity theft but they monitor all the things that they can, and they are going to hit the things that you might miss if you're just monitoring your credit. Join now. You'll save up to 25% off your first year at LifeLock.com. Promo code back. Use uh, the uh, phone number 800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK, or head to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code back. Save 25%. 10 seconds. Station ID. Can we can we do some happy news today? Yeah, sure. I've got an update on the uh, Gorilla Glue Lady. <laughs> oh, this was a terrible story yesterday. What do you mean? I mean, she had some difficulties with the Gorilla Glue. Yes, she did. And why did she have those difficulties? Because it wasn't listed on the... It said, don't put Gorilla Glue in your eyes. Don't mm-hmm. put it on your skin. Don't even get it on your clothing. Mm-hmm. But it did not say, don't put it in your hair. Like hairspray. Very true. And 
clearly the fault of the Gorilla Glue people. Exactly right. Uh, her name is Tessica Brown. Uh, her hair's been stuck solid now for a month. You know, you wouldn't have to worry about, you know, having the window down and your wife going, don't, I, I, it's messing up my hair. A mm-hmm. little gorilla glue will, glue will take that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, she said uh, yesterday that she's going to see a surgeon to get her hair unstuck. She says, I know. Surgeon. Okay. Yeah, she says, I know everyone is concerned. Well, not really. Not everyone. No, I mean, not, there's, not, there's not everyone. Gotta be a I'm sure there's people some people. Have but, no concern. Uh, I'm really not. Uh, she's going to a Beverly Hills plastic surgeon who has offered his help free of charge. That's nice. Uh, he said he could fix her hair using medical grade glue remover in a procedure that could take three days. What? Uh, yeah. Is it is it, mm-hmm. is it pasted to her scalp or is it just in her I'm not hair? sure. I don't know why you just wouldn't shave it off. Uh. Could you, though, if it's pasted to your scalp? If it's pasted to your scalp, probably not. Yeah. If not, because eventually it would just grow out, and you could just kind of cut it all off at once in one big piece. Yeah, exactly (laughs) right. But she's now raising money online. $13,000 was raised, so now she can fly to Los Angeles and and get her hair fixed. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And where is Gorilla Glue? No way. I can't even say it. Where are they? Um, if you're considered joining a, uh, uh, you know, a 50 and 60 older uh, group, which group do you, you know, you could join other places that you've heard of, or you can go to uh, AMAC. Uh, AMAC is the um, Association of Mature American Citizens. It has over 2 million members now. It's growing every day. And it'll give you all the discounts and everything else, all the services that you need and you want from a seniors group. But they are also extremely proactive in representing the kind of American values that you hold dear. They are fighting for the First Amendment, Second Amendment. You know, they're fighting really for all of the amendments. Uh, and they are fighting big time. They are really helping lead the cause against H.R. 1, which we'll tell you about in a few days. Uh, but they're standing and the cause is great. The benefits are really great, too. It's AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Beck. Join them now, AMAC dot U-S slash Beck. Tonight, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, it's back-to-back Stu Does America and Glenn Beck. Make sure to check it out, blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn for 30 bucks off. Well, Mark Cuban has announced uh, that here in Dallas, Texas, uh, the Mavericks will not be playing the Star Spangled Banner anymore. Uh, He has made a decision to eliminate the tradition of playing the anthem before games. Um, It wasn't even noticed through the first 13 games uh, for the combined preseason, regular season games at American Airlines. There's been no people there either, which is part of the reason why people don't notice. Right. Um, Cuban has been very vocal in his support for those who wish to kneel during the the playing of the national anthem. Uh, Last July, he told ESPN, uh, he said, uh, if they want to kneel during the anthem, if they're taking a knee and they're not and they're being respectful, I'm proud of them. And he said, and I love this quote, uh, he would hope that he could join them. Well, you're the owner of the team. You don't have to hope. It's not like you have to. Well, I have to invite myself. You can go down and take a knee. Why, why didn't you? 
Uh, he later tweeted in response to what he called the national anthem police that if critics of the nonviolent protest of systematic racism in the United States took issue, they could complain. You could complain to your boss and ask why he doesn't play the national anthem every day before you start work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm kind of torn on this because. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've seen like mixed resp- Like I saw one report that said they've been playing "God Bless America," which I, is another, worse, which is more jingoistic more, yeah. and religious. God bless, God Though, bless America, Irving Berlin, Berlin, during I believe the Wilson administration, and you know, I mean, it's it it it's got God in it. It has everything they and everybody's like, oh, that's good, that's good. But wait, the Star Spangled Banner's not. <laughs> Well, I mean, you could argue that maybe he's just trying to avoid the controversy. Um, now, they, they another report says that they played God Bless America previously, not this year. Um, the, the other thing to point out, too, is they haven't had fans in the stadium. So maybe, you know, like he, Cuban was asked about the report. The report came from The Athletic. They said that uh, they initially said they're not playing the Star Spangled Banner this year. Cuban said in an email, that is incorrect. We have given no comment on what our plans are. Now, it's, is it possible they stopped playing it because there's no fans there to hear it? Like, obviously, that's a situation you normally would do with everybody in the stadium. But no team has people in the stadium, really, like no in the NBA. fans in the NBA. Yeah, in the NBA, they've been really restrictive, unlike the NFL, which obviously has had... Sta- sta- How'd that lady get down onto the floor then that was yelling with what's his face in i think los angeles you see that last week i didn't the see lady that who was uh she was sitting next to her husband mm-hmm. and she got you know he, who's the guy you hate lebron james yeah <laughs> uh, just, that's all you need i'm to pretty do. sure it was As lebron james <laughs> and uh he made some oh right yeah comment i think they've opened it so last year they had no fans at all across the nba when they came back and they went into the little bubble this year, I think they some places have had some fans. The Mavericks, I know, uh, ha, still have basically none. They had a few healthcare workers there at this at this last game, which may be why this is being reported because it's the you know kind of the first time uh, we have someone who, who works here who's on the drum line for the Mavs, and it's the but this the last game they played was the first game they had been there since the pandemic started. So they, ju- I guess, they're just starting to let a few people in. Mm. Um, but it is a uh, it, it's a situation I, I don't. It's not defensible in any way. I wonder what his motivation is. Is it just I'm super woke and I, I don't want the national anthem, which is possible with Cuban, yeah, though. I don't Cuban think he's is, a. I, I don't know. He's uh, yeah, he's, he's not. He's not like, uh, you know, he's not LeBron James. No, but he's also he, every once in a while he gets dis- described as like a conservative or a libertarian, which he is not at all. Uh, even though he sometimes no, uh, indicates he is on some things. He is. He's not. Um, but he. uh it's possible. I mean, like I can understand the motivation of just not wanting the controversy at this point, but uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I still wouldn't endorse that view. Obviously. I mean, to me, to me, isn't that, isn't that actually giving you more now he's stuck in the controversy anyway. Right. Like, cause you can almost say like, I, I always argued with the, uh, when we were talking about the NFL, they're like, well, what is the NFL going to do? What, how are people going to uh, kneel? Are they going to kneel? Are they going to stand? It's like, well, more than anything else, forget the league, forget the players. Why, as a, a television network, am I seeing what they're doing during the anthem? You're not playing the anthem for me in every game, right? Like, I, I'm, when I watch a coverage of the game, they don't cover the anthem. They only cover the anthem for the controversy, mm-hmm. which is like, well, who's really the problem here? 
the, the television networks are really a part of the problem. You never see the anthem at a basketball game. The only reason you ever see it on television is when they want to inflame the controversy about who's kneeling, who's standing, who's turned their back, who's still in the locker room. It's just a dumb soap opera that, you know, people love to follow. And I, you know what, this is, we can't get bogged down in these soap operas. I think that in so many ways, the national anthem and that controversy is important. It is important, but it is also exploited as a soap opera. Yes, totally. The, By both sides. The um, uh, the impeachment of Donald Trump. It is important. It's really important, but it is also a soap opera, and we have to stop looking at the soap operas. We have to pay the uh, correct amount of time with those soap operas. And then apply the rest of the time talking about things that are important and valuable. You know, there's so much happening right now. He, Biden has just signed 52 executive orders. 52. Mm. Are yeah. you aware of what's in those 52 executive orders? Because you're not seeing that anywhere. Yeah. You know, I was there. Obviously, the the motivation of the Republicans and when it comes to the. Uh, impeachment uh, trial has been to say, like, look, let's do this quickly. Let's get this out of the way. I actually think they should expand it. I think they should go beginning of the day to the end of the day for the next two years all about impeachment of Donald Trump. So they can't pass any other crappy laws. So they can't do anything else. Because, like, for example, all Neera Tandon, who, who you mentioned earlier, who is testifying, uh, you know, she's doing her sort of com- confirmation hearing. Mm-hmm. They want to vote on her. Well, they're taking only half the day to do these votes. So they're going super slow. All the things they want to do are being slowed down by this by this impeachment trial. I think the Republicans should come out. You know what? We need witnesses. We need people coming in here. Uh, I need to hear more. I have a follow-up question. Uh, can we extend this even longer? Unfortunately, they have agreed to these rules, so it's going to go quickly. I understand how everyone wants to push this away. This is doing nothing right now but delaying everything the Democrats are trying so to do. So what is your opinion on why this is happening? Why the Democrats are doing it? Yeah, because, you know, when they didn't have anything on Donald Trump towards the end of the election, Mm -hmm. uh, they knew that that would not be good for them. Uh, What, another impeachment in theory? uh, uh, An impeachment, the first impeachment, Mm -hmm. and they had nothing. Mm -hmm. But they, all of a sudden, she had all this stuff that she could have impeached on earlier, and then, you know, in theory, and then when they came up with nothing burgers, that's when she said, you know what, that phone call. We need to impeach him. What? And it seemed weird. Yeah. And now they're doing the same thing. Is it just because Donald Trump, they don't want him to be involved and run again in four years? Is it to send a message uh, that, you know, don't even think about we will destroy you? What is it that they're doing? Well, I think the, the thing with this one is that everybody recognizes the what happened that day was really bad so what they're trying to do is tie it directly to the republican politicians uh and people in you know i mean it's trump's party at this point so essentially you're you're tainting the entire party with the with the actions of a few hundred people who are in that crowd so everyone it's like everybody reckon like if they could say well you know what uh those those police officers were incited to kill george floyd by donald trump 
they would do that if they had any rational way because everyone recognizes the george floyd thing was bad Mm -hmm. so any way you can tie this universally uh you know revolting sort of activity to your political opponent that's that's great for them and i think like in some ways people are like well they want to get them to 67 votes they know they're not getting to 67 but i think in some ways they wrote the like this impeachment the, the, especially the wording of it in a way that almost guaranteed they wouldn't get Republican votes. I think they want no Republican votes on this thing. So they can blame so they can play every any one of them. kind of. Yeah. yeah, they don't want it to look bipartisan. They don't want it to. I mean, because they're you, you if you wanted bipartisanship, they could have come up with a censure type of thing. Easy. Where uh, you would have probably had a lot Easy. of Republicans coming up and saying, yes, his activities were bad. Yep. Instead, they put it at the highest level, the highest standard to clear. It's it's like when, uh, what's his name, in Minnesota, Keith Ellison, when mm-hmm. he, he made the charge from second degree manslaughter to premeditated murder. Remember mm. when the cop, uh, I don't remember which cop was doing what to right. whom, but it was it, they they said they don't have this. They don't have that proof. You can't make that case. And we talked about it at the time. They want that guy to go free. They want the judge to say, I, you can't you can't put him in jail so they can twist it and make people you know use it as see the justice system is all screwed up here. Yeah. I mean, they use the word incitement, which is, you know, obviously there's a criminal sort of standard that everyone recognizes that it goes along with that and to say that you know you liked everything that donald trump did is different than saying i don't think it rises to the level of incitement every political speech in the country has at some point we need to fight for what we you know we need to fight and take this country back that's been said by every i mean we played the the montage of the democrats saying things that are much much worse and specific yeah and so like it gets to the point that of course you can't it's going to be almost impossible to get a republican to go on along with that and i swear that's intentional I, i mean i i think that they want they could have also passed three or four different articles right some with saying, uh, you know, incitement, some saying, uh, well, we just think that he, he, he didn't tell the truth about the election and that was putting the uh, the democracy at risk or the uh, the transfer of power at risk. They could have done a bunch of different things if they actually wanted those votes. They don't want those votes. They want to be able to say even to people who, uh, you know, in, in a purple state that might be more moderate. You know, they want to be able to say, look, he wouldn't even vote for that. That Mm -hmm. The Capitol was overrun and they wouldn't Mm -hmm. even hold this president accountable. Mm -hmm. They want to be able to use those arguments much more. They know they're not getting to 67 votes. And Donald Trump is valuable to them. Right. Like Donald Trump is somebody that a lot of Republicans really, really like. But a lot of Democrats really, really hate. And a lot of people in the middle really, really hate. And they're able to use him as a fundraising tool. He's the Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Of the uh, Republican Party. He is the Newt Gingrich yeah. of the party. And the best thing for, yeah, that's another one. Hillary Clinton is really valuable to Republicans. We don't want Hillary Clinton in power making decisions, nor do they. They don't want Donald mm-hmm. Trump in power making decisions. But having Donald Trump as a perimeter sort of character that they can blame everything on to people who might vote for them. The same thing that like it's nice for it was easy for Donald Trump to win. Right. Because we were able to say Hillary Clinton that that even people in the middle so were like, I, I don't want Hillary Clinton. I, I, I disagree with you uh, a bit on this. And I mm-hmm. want to go into that in in just a minute. Stand by first. Let me take a quick uh, commercial break. 
to pay the bills. <laughs> American uh, finance. Sorry, man. I know. American financing uh, is uh, not our is not our commercial. Uh, who's our commercial here? It's gold. Oh, Goldline. Uh, listen, if you have been watching what's going on, if you've noticed the uh, the price of Bitcoin, uh, Bitcoin is digital gold, they say. But I don't know what's going to happen with Bitcoin in the end. Uh, you know, if you have some money in it, OK, but I don't know what's going to happen in the end. Gold line. I know gold will be the standard that the entire world returns to. Everybody says every time, well, this time is different. Well, every time since the beginning of time and Moses, every time there's a problem, the world returns to the gold standard. Please put yourself on a gold standard. Call Goldline now. They've got a couple of things going on. They have the uh, special of 6% uh, 6 of uh, promotional metals delivered directly to you with a qualifying retirement account purchase. They also have the uh, special on graded Liberty coins, which um, they are going really, really fast. The ones I, I buy, they're independent grading agency for weight and purity and condition. Inventory is very, very limited. Uh, call them now. Goldline at 866-GOLDLINE. 1-866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. So I want to disagree with you, and I don't think we actually disagree. I think the emphasis is just uh, slightly different. Um, Stu and I are talking about the impeachment and what it's really all about. And he said, you know, they want a, the boogeyman. They want a Hillary Clinton, et cetera, et cetera. And I somewhat agree with that. I think that is. But I don't think that's a primary uh, source uh, or primary motivation. Just like I don't think it's their primary motivation to make sure that he can't run again. I don't think it's their primary uh, uh, motivation to uh, teach everybody a lesson. Don't do this or we'll destroy you as well. I think those are all benefits. Um, I think the main benefit to them that they see is that Donald Trump and the GOP voting against the impeachment can be used later to justify the draconian silencing mm. uh, of, of people who are in the GOP, people who voted for Donald Trump, people mm. who they claim or anti-government or political extremists. Uh, I think, personally, I think that is the deal. We tried to stop this. They wouldn't stop it. Now we have to, I mean, we have to yeah. develop some programs to to deprogram these people who believe in this stuff. I think that's a great, great pickup there. I think that, you know, that's almost taking what I'm saying and going even further with it, right? I mean, yeah. it's, we don't they're agree. using it to it's grab power. A, yeah. yeah. I, I, I totally, I, I totally think that's part of it. I mean, I think they they see this as a way, you know, like Joe Manchin says, I'm not going to vote for the filibuster. Well, who's to say that we couldn't even get, you know, what four Republicans to vote with us on this? I mean, they're obviously crazy, and maybe maybe I should reconsider that vote on the mm-hmm. filibuster. There's always there's these this this web of justifications that that is needed to do these extreme things, and they're building that case. It usually uh, begins with people who say, "I love the Constitution," or "I believe in the same things," but when it comes to immutable laws, there is no but. This is the Glenn Beck Program.